This is the Football Super Podcast. In the end zone, it is caught for the win! A Patriot Sports Radio and Game On Podcast collaboration. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Picking the NFL spreads week by week. And now, here are your hosts, Eric, Chris, and Will. Good morning, my fellow degenerates. How are we doing? Welcome back to Game On, and we have Patriot Sports Radio here. And if you guys haven't been paying attention to what I've been putting out, we are teaming up this season into Bet Online's half a million dollar super contest for the NFL. What does that mean? That means each week we have to find five picks against the spread. And, and enter them into the contest. And whoever has the best record at the end of the season wins the top prize of $200,000. And guess what? We're looking at the number one spot. That's what we're going for. And we're going to be recording it like we are now, live, and bringing it out to you guys to show you how the sausage is made. How do we come up with these picks? How do we handle disagreements? It's going to be a fun time. So thank you for tuning in. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe Patriot Sports Radio and to Game On. And if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or anywhere else, make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. Gentlemen, Chris, Eric, how are we doing today? It's oh, early. <laughs> it is. It is 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I am ex- excited isn't even the word. This was, I mean, inevitable that we were eventually going to do a podcast together talking about football, betting on football. This is fantastic. It's like the culmination of uh, many things. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if my voice sounds a little bit low, listen, it's it's football. And I it, I am I have a whole notepad here, an engineering pad full of notes. And I get excited. I get I get pumped up for 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 NFL. <clears throat> but for the listeners out there, if it sounds like I'm holding back, it sounds like I'm a little quiet, like even right now. Because I got a baby next door, and if I wake that baby up, we're all dead. <laughs> okay, so, so I've like turned on the fan over there. I've got like the the noise canceling machine going. Hopefully, you can't hear me. And like normally, I have a bunch of stuff up, but we're selling the house, so I, like it's pretty bare in here, and I've got hardwood floors, so my voice carries pretty pretty bad right now. But that is why if I sound quiet, we're, I'm trying to make sure the wife doesn't kill us. And in the show on on episode one, (laughs) the hardwood floors, that's like playing in the dome. That's going to raise everybody's level of sound. Exactly. The expectation of possible excitement. Exactly. Okay. well, hey, let's get into this. So what we're going to do, we got to find five picks against the spread. Let me pull up the contest right now. Um, let's see. This should probably be the easiest way. Now, these are moving lines. And so I already came in and snagged some um I snagged some lines that I liked and locked them in because they get like for example, uh, you see that I have well, let's see, is it on here? There we go. I have Cleveland at plus one. It's now down to pick 'em. I've got uh, you know, the the last night San Francisco came down to minus six and a half. Had to snag that because it came off the key number seven. Um, Pittsburgh got them at six and a half. It's now six. So uh, each week I will be snagging lines for us because as they move, if we've already got them locked in, we already got pure value. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like it. 
Look at this okay. guy. He's pulling up screens. He's on top of it. Yeah, we're going to be. This is how we're going to be doing it. Look at that. Half a million handicapping contest. We're going to win this thing. All right, Eric. Um, I'm going to let you do the honors. Let's go with your. So we're going to. We each. How this is going to work. We each picked five picks. Like if we were individually entering in our picks, we ranked them. Five is our strongest, best play. One is our weakest play. I'm going to let you go first, Eric. What is your number five pick? This is going to be an interesting episode because I see one of my picks on your list and I see two other sides on your list. So this is going to be fun. I think I'm going to learn some things too because admittedly <clears throat> sides and totals, not my bread and butter. I'm a player props guy. So this will be a learning experience for me as well. My favorite game is a uh, road favorite <laughs> Ravens minus six and a half. The Ravens beat teams. They're supposed to beat the bad teams. They really put away. Um, Lamar is now in FU mode after not signing a deal. He's looking to drive the price up every week. And it's it's week one against a bad team. Here's what they've done the last three week ones. 2019, they beat Cleveland 38 to 6. 2020, Ravens 59, Dolphins 10. And last year they beat the Bills 47 to 3. So just coming out of the gate hot, this team. And now you're telling me they get the Jets? That's perfect. Dude, I I 100 percent agree with that. And actually, Ravens have been one of my plays all week long. They're not currently up there, but they've been in and out of my lineup. And and now that it's down, off of seven, I like it even more. Um, I, I understand why the wise guys are going with the Jets and taking the points. It's just one of those things that I think handicap. I think handicappers are kind of stuck in this old mode, uh, especially um, week one of the NFL, where it's just so much more value to take the points with dogs. But if we look at last season, it was something I was tracking, and that doesn't mean it's going to happen this season. But last season, for some odd reason, for the first nine weeks, uh, road favorites of seven points or more were covering at like a 63% rate. It's just something that you don't see. And the reason why I know this is because I kept losing my ass last year on this. And I'm like, dude, these road favorites aren't supposed to keep winning like this. And so it was a personal stat for me that I kept tracking because I kept losing. And I'm like, I'm doing I'm picking the right side. And maybe something has changed. I don't know. But with the Baltimore Ravens, one thing that Harbaugh is not afraid to do is to run up the score. He especially in week one. I mean, we've seen it over the years. You just gave us some some stats there. I mean, there the few years ago, I mean, I think they opened up against uh it was the Dolphins and they won fifty-six to nothing. Um, I think the year after that it was the same the same deal, or maybe the week after that they ran it up and they were up like they won like forty-eight to nothing. They're not afraid to just put the pedal to the metal. And you're right. Lamar Jackson did not get his deal. He's only making twenty-three million dollars dollars this year. I don't know how he's gonna survive off of that. And he's 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 gonna be pissed off so i think he's he's got all the motivation in the world some people question and are worried about their defense and i I, this is all i have to say about the ravens defense joe flacco is playing so i don't think you have to worry too much and you're not even gonna have dwayne brown out there blocking yeah you know on his blind side so they'll be able to get to old statue joe flacco a couple times i assume Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree hundred percent. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Ravens might have to be one of our plays here. Um, we will mark that down, especially since it's your highest play. And I, I agree at minus six and a half. I don't care if they're on the road. I think we need to not even pay attention to road games or uh, to, to old NFL 
what's the even i don't even know the right word um yeah the old standard isn't quite yeah. the same with how these offenses are advancing and with how sports medicine has allowed veterans to play at a high level for much longer we look at guys like mike evans you know and older players going into their 30s and we're like well this guy's gonna and they're not they're bouncing back from acl injuries in their late mm-hmm. 20s mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So Ravens might have to be one of our plays. I will, <clears throat> we will write that down with the swap. One of these out. We'll do that at the end though. We'll, we'll finalize everything at the end. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you have anything else on that game? Chris, do you have anything on that game? Do we want to talk about player props at all? Or were we just doing sides on this show? We can talk about whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I'll just give one for, I'll just give one for each game. If you want, uh, I like Lamar over 59 and a half rushing yards. I think anything under 60. I think that, yeah, I know you hate betting star player overs, but I'm on this Lamar FU narrative. No, I think that, I think that's, that's wise. I mean, if that offense is going to get going, especially early on, they're going to need Lamar to be at the helm and, and leading the charge. So are we going to back and forth this thing? How are we going to we're gonna back? Yeah, we're going to back and forth. So now I will be up with my top play. <clears throat> and listen, I know I got a sign behind me with the Patriots on this, and this is not a Homer play. I do not give you guys Homer stuff, but the disrespect people are giving the New England Patriots just baffled baffles me. And the fact that this line is plus three and a half right now in moving towards like it's going to go to four, maybe even higher. I don't get it. And I've been on Twitter. I know Twitter Twitter is a cesspool and just terrible. But the t- Dolphins Twitter, like everyone that are Dolphins fans on Twitter, they are the most delusional people on the internet. Um, difficult to talk to. Oh, my God. The whole fins up and everything. It Listen, Patriots plus three and a half. I could go through, and I will go through, all the different things of why this bet makes so much sense to take the Patriots and why there's so much disrespect. But the number one thing to me is we've got the Dolphins with a rookie head coach going into his first NFL game where NFL coaches in their first NFL game win 44% of the time. Now, I wish we had a stat and I don't think there's really one out there, but I would want to know when those rookie head coaches going into their first game against the greatest coach of all time. What what their percentage is, right? Like I know he's beaten his last eleven rookie head coaches in a row. There we go. There we go. And then also, he's had all off season to prepare for this game. The Patriots have been down there since Tuesday, so it's not like they flew out on Friday to. No, he's got them down there. He's got them acclimated to the weather and all that stuff. He's got his team dialed in. Now, everyone is super hyped up on the Dolphins because they made some flashy moves. They got a new fancy wide receiver. They got a new coach. Meanwhile, the Patriots had a very terrible preseason in the eyes of the public. And everyone is just hyping up the Dolphins to potentially even win the division. I don't see it. I don't get it. And I don't see it. And and man, I I just everything, every trend, every stat points to to the Patriots on top of the fact that it's Bill Belichick who is the best coach in the league against the spread. And not only did this line open up uh, under three, now it's plus three and a half. We t- we go through a key number. 
I just don't see what people are seeing on the Dolphins. And hell, the Patriots are going to win this game outright. And if the Patriots don't win this game outright, I'm probably not watching another Patriot game all season because I'm be like, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, they what? should win this game and they're going to win this game. And we're getting three and a half points. I don't know yeah. how you feel about this game, Eric. Well, you you might want the points. You can have the points, but you're not going to need the points. Mm-hmm. What What's the spread if this game's in Foxborough? Five and a half? Six, six and a half? I, I guess week one. I guess people might even. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's a pick em if it's in Foxborough. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. I just I, I don't get it. Um, I, everyone's acting like two is this, this great thing. Oh, and another thing, another stat on this game. Uh, the Patriots have, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, has the seventh ranked offensive line. Meanwhile, um, Miami has the 23rd ranked offensive line. Uh, not good for two of there. I'm not saying the Patriots have a great pass rush, but they don't have to go up against anything all that that difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they're going against the number top five NFL uh, offensive line in a league. Maybe we'd have something there. And then everyone says, oh, Tua, Tua's 3-0 and against the Patriots in his career. Go back and look at those games. He played like dog shit in those games. And the only reason why, so I'll, I'll tell you just last year, they played week one. Dolphins ended up winning. And I remember I was watching this game. The Patriots were in control of that whole game. It was really close. It was Mac Jones' first game <laughs> in the league, right? So he's a rookie quarterback in his first game. Played all right. Um, the Patriots took a lead with just like a few minutes left. And what happened was they ended up, their defense ruined the game for them because the Dolphins were able to hit a big play and get in field goal range and just kick an easy chip shot field goal to win by, uh, I think it was one. So that okay, that that one was a toss up there. The Patriots probably should have won that game. And then last year, I think it was uh, week 18, the last last uh, game of the season. What happened was it wasn't Tua. The Dolphins blew out the Patriots, but Tua's stats. You can go back and look at that game. I think he threw for like 120 yards. Um, didn't have any touchdowns. He he was he didn't play at all. What happened was they were able to run the ball down the Patriots' throat, and that's what they did. And guess what? That's not going to happen two games in a row, not against Bill Belichick. He's going to be ready. And another little nugget that I was thinking about, and I heard this from the guys over at uh, pregame. What does Bill Belichick do the best? He exposes your weaknesses. And so if Miami, who, by the way, with a new head coach has a new offense. So not only does Tua, uh, have to, uh, you know, two is going out there and he's got, you know, new weapons, but he's got to learn a whole new offense. And we expect him to have that mastered week one. Mm. But let's say he did. Belichick at halftime could make the proper adjustments to expose the weaknesses in the offense. And then guess what? The league now knows all season long where your weaknesses are because Belichick figured it out at halftime. Odds are he's going to figure it out, right? So, yeah. Does that mean Miami's going to? Get, show their whole playbook or are they going to hold back a little bit offensively because they don't want Belichick screwing up their whole season? That's it, not a bad angle. Yeah. I was like, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then on top of that, think of all the distractions Miami's had this off season. It started with the Brian Flores stuff and then the Tom Brady stuff that he was going to go there. He, you know, he retired, but he was actually negotiating to go there and be part owner, be an owner player. That all blew up. They lost draft picks off of that. I mean, just all the distractions and everything going on, plus bringing in a new head coach. 
I'm I'm just telling you, I think this is one where the public is super, super hyped. And and we just we have to I mean we're getting three and a half with the Patriots. It's just yeah, it's it's no brainer. It's my my favorite play. I mean, I like this pick at three, and when it went to three and a half, I couldn't believe it. Absolutely. And how much pressure does Tua feel right now after being hyped to the stratosphere by Tyreek Hill all offseason? He needs to basically come out and go twenty three for twenty four with three hundred and four. Yeah. And to then, live up to what Tyreek's been saying. Mm-hmm. And now and Chase get, Edmonds probably not going to play with a groin injury. So it's, mm-hmm. it's even more on his shoulders. I just know that their biggest advantage in this game is that they get to choose the jerseys and they're going to wear white and they're going to make the Patriots wear their dark blues. That's their <laughs> main advantage here. And you know what? Belichick is praying, praying, hoping, wishing that Tua throws it deep to Tyreek. <laughs> he wants him like every player here. We'll give it to you. Go ahead. Do it. Throw it deep to Tyreek. We'll see what happens. What? What is the look we need to give you to make you throw that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what he's hoping. He's like, okay, try to beat us that way. Oh, man. It's just, I couldn't believe it. And then also, I mean, the fact that we get to tease the Patriots up to nine and a half, or even if you do six and a half point tease, you can get Patriots to 10. I mean, I don't, like I, you said, you can, have, you can have the points and you're not going to need it. Exactly. That's <laughs> not even fair. Okay. All right. Anything else on this game, Chris? You got anything? I just uh, now I'll, I'll jump in. I just finished uh, getting all my bets in for uh, today's games. I okay. I was behind. Sorry. <laughs> I really like Tennessee minus six. I had to get that in. Mm. Good play. Good play. All right, Eric, what's your number four uh, pick? Oh, my number four pick. Well, that was uh, Patriots was my second favorite. Second so, favorite. Okay, so, so we yep. we're, we got so double agreement on that one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I got a couple dogs. I don't like. I don't like this week. I have another road favorite here. Eagles minus four and a half. The more I think about it, the more I realize this is a seven point win for the Eagles. Fading the hard knocks team out of the gate feels like the right thing to do. I think this game ends twenty four thirteen, and we sit there and say, "Well, of course, of course it did." <laughs> Two strong offensive lines. That was. That's what scares me a little bit. About Detroit, they have a strong line. They're a gritty team. Uh, but, you know, that sort of goes for both. Dan Campbell does not like Jared Goff. Do you see how happy he was that the Hutchinson jersey and the Rodrigo jersey were the two most uh, requested jerseys? He's like, oh, that's great, man. The, mm-hmm. Our fans mm-hmm. know who we are. Mm-hmm. He's not going to come out and have Jared Goff flinging this thing all over the yard. So I wonder how focused they are now that some of these some of these kids are reality TV stars going into week one. They're probably a little inflated. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Eagles though? Um, Brown uh, got stung. I don't know if this was true. I didn't vet it too much, but I saw on Twitter, he got stung by a bee in practice or whatever. And they had to take an EpiPen to him. Oh, he had difficulty breathing. <laughs> yeah. AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah. He's a de- He's pretty allergic to bees. He got stung and, uh, yeah, they had to do EpiPen and everything, and he had to come off off of practice yesterday. So, I mean, he should be fine, but you need to look into epinephrine and how it affects play on the. I'm on it right now, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I I just typed in AJ, and the first thing that pops up is AJ Brown B. <laughs> so there let's we see what's go. Going on here. Okay, you do some research. So the line in the contest now has moved to five. So you are on the right side there, Eric. It looks like people are hammering hammering the Eagles. The only reason why I didn't I didn't consider this in my plays is I think it feels too easy to me. It, it, it does feel like the right side, and it might be one of those, like you're saying, 
at the end of the game, they win by two scores. And I go, well, why if, the hell did I not hammer the Eagles? Right. He's good to go. Chris says he's good to go. So we're, practice. we're recovered and he finished practice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This feels like if they, if they were worried about us betting the Eagles, they would have made this six and a half and tried to get us to take Detroit. <clears throat> so they want us to take Philly here and it's a road favorite. What mm-hmm. am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the narrative of this week is there's so many big road favorites in the NFL. Um, this is just one of those ones that like the lions aren't good. And I know they're the public's favorite team after hard knocks and Campbell could run for president right now and probably win based off of how, how much everyone like, loves him. And, and, and so I, but to me, I'm like, you know what? The Lions, I do respect what the Lions do, especially early on in the season. I mean, look at the first eight games last season. They were, they were in all like one score games. They were in dog fights, especially at home. Hell, they should have had a win if it wasn't for a 60. What was it? A 60? A record breaker. Record breaking. I think it was 60. It wasn't 68, was it? It was, it was something like that. 60 plus yard field goal last second by Tucker um to get them the win there i mean the lions if anything they come out motivated and focused more than i think your average team everyone's motivated in week one but i mean the lions seem to be gritty scrappy even with the being less talented so that's what could burn us here if they decide that this is the game they play like their super bowl this year because there's going to be one or two of those mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, and who knows what we're going to get from Philly? I, I mean, Philly's another team. This is the, the reason why I stay away from this is because both the Lions and Philadelphia are both teams that the public just adores this offseason. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stay away from them. Yep. Um, so that's why one to the bottom. But I think, yeah, I think if I, I, I agree with you, the Lions are or the Eagles are probably the right side, even laying the points on the road. Um. Yeah, you got anything else on this game? No. All right. All right. My number four pick, ladies and gentlemen, saying remember the way we're doing this is we pick our five picks each, and five is our most confidence, and it goes four, three, two, one. This this one was my number one play of the week until the Patriots moved to three and a half. And I go, I that's that's like you're gonna give me the the hook there on this, and that's okay, thank you. Thank you. I, I just don't, I don't get it. This is my number one play. And now I know, I know, Hey, you guys, you guys are starting this, this podcast off and, and you're going to come in with a square pick like this. Cause it feels square. What I'm about to say, it does feel square. And, and, and listen, you know what feels square thinking that Justin Fields is equivalent to Patrick Mahomes because he had a good preseason. I saw that all over Twitter. People talking about how Justin Fields is the next star that's going to step up. Listen, the Chicago Bears are going to be dog shit this year and probably have a good chance of having the worst uh, worst record in the league. So give me San Francisco. Not uh, Listen, I know Kittle is injured and probably might not play tomorrow. I don't care. That's fine. They don't need Kittle in this game. So give me San Francisco. I will lay on the road minus six and a half. Call me square all you want, but this game is not going to be determined on if Trey Lance has a good game or how San Francisco's offense does. It's going to be determined on how the Chicago's Bears offense handles that San Francisco defense that is going to make fields run for his life all game long. I'm not worried about San Francisco's offense because 
Shanahan's going to have, he's going to protect his quarterback and what they're going to, they're going to establish a run game and San Francisco is going to run the ball. And that's what San Francisco does. And that's what they can do because Shanahan's really good at setting up run plays. So they don't even need Kittle. Would it be nice to have Kittle out there hundred percent? Someone that Lance could throw to obviously, but they don't need it. And the fact that people are going to overreact to that and then you're going to give me off the key number and give me minus six and a half. Thank you. San Francisco is going to win this game with ease. Just how Baltimore is going to win their game with ease. We need to stop looking into the numbers so much and be like, oh, this is a big road favorite. And like I said last year, 63% of the time, seven points or more, these road favorites were covering for the first nine weeks of the season. I think we see it again. San Francisco is going to be motivated, going to come out, and Chicago is going to have no answers no answers and uh we're, we're gonna see this one cash after the first half that's <clears throat> that's the problem for the bears they're not going to be able to come back from behind in this game i mm-hmm. did like chicago at seven i don't like it at six and a half i don't love i don't love anything about this game there's so many wild cards just between the two quarterbacks but yeah if i had to, if i had to take a side and you're giving me less than a touchdown they have to cover i would like san francisco there yeah and it's just i just I don't see it. I don't see. I, I know everyone's hyped up on fields in Chicago this season, but I, I don't get it. I think everyone's wrong. And so th- that's another thing. I've Sorry, it's early and I forgot a few things that I was going to say at the beginning of this episode. But people, you're getting it now. You know, this is what you get here. Um, these contests aren't just about being able to pick the make the right picks. You also got to remember that there's going to be. Mm-hmm. uh you know, wise guys, there's other people in this contest. I think there's about 8,000 to 10,000 other people in this contest. You not only have to make the right picks, but you have to find areas where you think the wise guys are going to be on and they're going to be wrong. And I think there's some wise guys that might be taking Chicago plus seven, and I think they're wrong. And so this is one of those plays where we take it and then we might get a leg up on everyone else. You know, it's a double-edged sword. Sword. If we're wrong, they'll have a leg up on us. But you know, there's 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 a different strategy to this stuff than. Um, oh, hey, look at that! Look at that. Pitt is not only Pitt is now uh, plus seven. Wow, I'm just locking that in. It's not oh, going to be one of our yeah. official picks, but uh, yeah. or it might be. But wow, we don't have wanna... to. Dis- if, no, we don't have to discuss whether or not we like the Steelers with a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of my picks later on, but I'm like, oh my God, I got to lock that in before that thing changes. That's the thing. That's the beauty about these lines. They move. And so we, I, you just got to stay on them all the time. Anyways, yeah, Chicago is going to be terrible. Don't out, overthink this. Don't try to be the smartest guy in the room. Don't try to be clever. San Francisco under a touchdown, laying the points. That's my second favorite pick of the, of the week. I like that one. All right, Eric, what's your next play? How about this? How about Texans plus seven? Oh, here we Indy go. India has uh, won week one since 2014. I think mm-hmm. Davis Mills is better than we think he is. He's better than the mm-hmm. book thinks he is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people writing off the Texans, picking them to win the fewest games this year. I don't see that. In fact, I got a five spot on Texans division, 30 to one. I think all it would take is a couple injuries in Tennessee, and then you're de- depending on Matt Ryan, essentially. And it's his first game in a Colts uniform. Um, on the road against a team with nothing to lose. He's like, I think he's three and seven against the spread, his last 10. Uh, we have Matt Ryan. We have some good Matt Ryan and Lovey Smith data. He's played Lovey's defenses seven times before with the Falcons. 
And his numbers are very solid. He completes 71% of his passes, has a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio with 10 and 5. But I think Lovey has some tricks up his sleeves with Derek Stingley in that secondary. They played nothing but vanilla-based defense all preseason, but he's a wily vet. And this kid Stingley out of LSU is an athlete. Lovey is 9-2 and two against the spread as a divisional underdog of seven or more. So he knows how to give that nobody-believes-in-us speech. He had a barber. This is what sealed it for me. Um, yesterday, I saw that he had a barber come to the stadium to trim up his beard. So he's locked in. Um, he's both locked in and having fun. And these are the two traits you need in, in a dog that's going to cover. The only I, I agree with you. I think I think that is the right side. And let me give you another stat that helps your side. Frank Wright as the head coach for Indianapolis uh, in the last four seasons. So he's only been there for four seasons. Oh, three and one against the spread in week one games The the Colts just do not come out for some odd reason. And listen, he's had new quarterbacks every year. And so he's got another new quarterback. Maybe that's it. Maybe the quarterbacks just take time to get used to the offense, no matter how good they are. But uh, yeah, he I, I know this because the, the, the Colts are terrible week one, especially against on the road against a division opponent, even when they're awful. The, how, how do I know this? Look at, look at um, two years ago against Jacksonville. They went down to Jacksonville and my boy Gardner Minshew <laughs> beat the Colts. And uh, that was Jacksonville's only win of the season. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure the Colts ended up making the playoffs that year. So it's just one of those things that like for some odd reason they lay an egg. So I cannot look at the Colts. The reason why I I'm, I'm skeptical against this this play, or at least is this at seven, one of those that uh, the sharp guys are on. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, but here's the thing: this line two days ago and for weeks before that was at plus eight and a half, and then all of a sudden it tanks down to seven and lands on a key number seven. Now I was listening to the Dream Preview podcast with uh, the guys over at pregame. They've got a whole bunch of experts over there. And and when this happened, this happened like when they were recording this. And 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 Steve Fezzik over there was saying, I have a guy who I respect and is the, I consider the best handicapper in the world, which is coming from Steve Fezzik, a guy that's one of the super com- top five guys. That's what I'm saying. So this is his guy. He goes, I have a buddy texting me who's saying, I don't understand why this is at plus seven. So, meaning that he is ready to lay the seven points with the Colts because he no says problem. this shouldn't be a touchdown. And I go, oh, okay, I can see that. So I, what you got to ask yourself, what has changed this week that makes this all of a sudden go from plus eight and a half to plus seven, right? What, what, what has changed? Cause, cause people might think, oh, that's not a big deal. You're moving one and a half points and not all points are equal. But when you move on to a key number, especially if you move off of a key number, but onto a key number, it takes some serious coin to do that. So, <laughs> And what you're allowing people to do with teasers then as well. Yeah, because now you're giving... a lot of doors by moving it from eight and a half to seven. Yeah, and so the books clearly have a bunch of liability on Houston somewhere to feel the need to even move this to seven and take on even extra teaser risk because um, everyone's going to be teasing the Colts down. Uh but not myself because I'm staying away from that just because of the history I just told you about. But yeah, it just, it as a contest play, I think we're at a disadvantage because we could have locked it in at eight and a half. And there are okay. probably other people that locked it in, locked it in at eight and a half. So I think there's other plays on the board that are more valuable, even if the, you know, 
I, I, I think the Texans could cover the seven, but the fact that we could have got it at eight and a half just a couple days ago makes me put this on the lower end of our picks. Strategically, not the move. I'm going to hey learn guys. so much about contest strategy. And like, yeah, because I look at this like, I just need to pick five games and be right. But it's, mm-hmm. it is more than that. I played one super contest last year and it was rigorous. And yeah, I did learn a lot, but I didn't get into the strategy of, of myself versus other players in the contest. Well, yeah. And you, you got to think, you got to think too. Hold on, Chris. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. But you got to think too. Um, if these were, like the lines were locked. Like, for example, like whatever they put out, the lines didn't move. That's a whole different strategy than if the, these moving lines. So you got to know that people earlier in the week could have taken Houston plus eight and a half. So now they've got a leg up on you if you try if you decide to go Houston plus seven. You, you know, could push and they win. Yeah, we don't want exactly. that. Exactly. A push only gets well, us half a point. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was going to ask. You guys mentioned earlier sharp money or the sharps plural Mm -hmm. and i was Mm -hmm. wondering if you could give a short example like what is that what does that mean Mm -hmm. so sharp money um is is basically sharp money is just i can tell you i mean people already know where the sharps are going to be just given on they play the number not the team um so if a number looks good you know the sharps are going to be on it but basically the sharp money is is big money that comes in that these books, let's just say, for example, down at Vegas, when they have people that they respect or groups of people that they respect come in on a number, they'll move the line because they know, oh, we, I these guys know something. These guys are legit. These guys are good. And we take money from them all the time. And it's usually big money. And so they'll come in and hammer, let's say, the here the Houston plus eight and a half. And they go, oh, God, that means we're on the wrong side here. The books get scared. They thought they had the right number. And now they realize, oh, we don't have the right number. We need to move this before more people follow what these sharps are doing and taking this. And so they'll move the line to plus seven to hopefully get more people uh, taking the Colts so they can even out their liability. So the, when you say sharps or sharp money, you're you're talking about a specific group of of humans that do this professionally. <clears throat> People that move lines. This is you know a, a huge business. Uh, Eric and I coming in with some twenty dollar bets isn't really going to move the lines. But people coming in with uh, you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousand dollars bets are going to move the line. So if someone came in, went into Vegas, walked into MGM, threw a, you know, $200,000 down on the Texans plus eight and a half, they'll take it. But then they're going to be like, man, all right, we, we got a lot of liability. Yeah. We got a lot of liability here. Let's move the line to see if we can get some uh, Colts action, which they would, which they love to do when it's a favorite because that means the public is like the public sees, Oh, I can get the Colts minus seven now. Yeah. And they're going to go all over it. Right. Yeah. These Texans suck. We're going to take the Colts. Colts are going to blow out the Texans. Right. You got to think about, uh, think about it as, as just your average guy looking at these lines. Um, you're just casual fan. Yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. So, so you kind of grouped them in. There, there's two groups. There's the sharps and the public. Exactly. Yep. Easy peasy. Learned a lot already. And I yep. and I and I think a lot of people um the problem like la, like like even with the Thursday night game, for example, a lot of the problem is people think that the public is always wrong. People try to be too sharp. And it's like the public isn't always wrong. It's just over 
time and over a thousand picks, sharps are going to be more right than the public. But that doesn't mean the public's going to be wrong. And look at Thursday. The public was all over the bills. They could not move that line enough to get people to take Rams action. And then all the nope. sharps were like, give me some Rams. Give me some Rams. Yeah, McVay's never lost week one. What are we mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even then, mess with the points. I took the money line. Exactly. And then how that play out? The bills, the public won. The public, the books lost money on that game. So I'm my balance just, did not increase. So yeah. <laughs> me either. Not even with a teaser. <laughs> But yes, yes. So that's that's what we mean by that. My balance only increased on that game because Stafford threw that third interception. <laughs> and that was an in-play, in-play pick. <laughs> there you go. All right. My number three play, and I absolutely love this play. My top plays actually kind of all line up. Like I, I couldn't, I had a hard time deciding how I wanted to rank them. Um, oh, wow. I didn't really, I didn't even realize that. Hold on, hold on. I thought I had it at plus one. I swear I had it at plus one, but now, anyways, my favorite play right there, we're, we're on, or my, my number three is Cleveland. Give me Cleveland. It's now to pick them. Um, I thought I locked this in at plus one or plus two earlier in the week, but uh, clearly I didn't. Anyways, I'll take that too. Doesn't matter because this is simple. This is one of those where the public is all over the narrative of the Baker revenge. Baker's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to beat his former team. They you know, disrespected him. They didn't want him. They wanted to get rid of him. It was a circus trying to get rid of Baker. As you guys know, following this channel, I was all over that uh, all summer long. Here's the problem. I understand that there's issues at quarterback with Cleveland. I understand that Baker really wants to beat Cleveland and he's going to be home in Carolina in his first game with Carolina. And he's, he's, he's on a revenge tour. The problem is Cleveland is massively more talented than the Panthers. So it doesn't really matter who is playing quarterback. They just need someone competent back there that knows how to hand the ball off because they could just run the ball all over the Panthers. And I like the Panthers defense. It's young. It looks good. Matt Rule drafted. He has drafted the last couple of years a nice defense. Mm-hmm. But they are so much more talented on offense and defense. I mean, hell, the Panthers have the 24th ranked offensive line in the NFL. That's not good. So Baker's going to be running around for his life against that Cleveland defensive line, which is stacked. I think I think it's going to be a long day for Baker. I think it's going to be a tough day for Baker. I think he's he's going to have pressure nonstop in his face. And I think the Browns don't really have to do all that much on offense. I think they're going to be able to run the ball and score that way. So I think this is a no-brainer. I'm going to fade the public. And I'm going to take the Browns. I didn't really care where the line was um, because I, I already had the Browns winning this game. So the fact that it's at Pickham, that makes sense to me. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I think Baker's going to be trying to do too much. He's going to be pressing the whole time. He wants to throw four touchdowns mm-hmm. and 350 yards and run one in and, and F them up like he said or didn't say. And I fell victim to that, too. When the schedule came out, I said, oh, I can't wait to bet on Baker week one when he takes on the Browns. But then I looked at the names of all the guys on both of the teams, and the guys on the Browns are just better than the guys on the Panthers. Yes, Rule has drafted solid uh, over the past couple of years. He's done a rough job coaching that team, so he's not getting the credit he deserves in the scouting department. But, I mean, Miles Garrett. Um, mm-hmm. 
that entire front seven is better than mm-hmm. what they're going to have trying to protect Baker. I just, and if we're going to do a grind it out, run game, play defense, I mean, I like Cleveland in that situation, despite a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. Just over the, on aggregate, over the arduous three hours that it could be, you know, if we're going to do three yards in a cloud of dust, I'll take mm-hmm. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, and you got to, and you got to remember, so before the Baker trade, this line opened up at Cleveland as a three point favorite. And then the Baker trade happened and the line moved to, I got all the way up to Carolina was a two and a half point favorite. So the line moved five and a half points. It's come back a little bit now, but I'm like, I mean, is Baker on the team really a five and a half point upgrade? I don't think so. I think, I think they got it wrong. So, I mean, I would have loved getting two and a half points with the Browns, but I just think, I think, I think they got it wrong. I think Vegas had this line right at the beginning with the Browns being favored, even on the road. But I think the public in, in Vegas has overreacted massively. Vegas knew a long time ago, this was going to be Jacoby Brissett against mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. They knew mm-hmm. before we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, it's just one of those that like, I've got, I've got the Browns even in, in some, some, uh, uh, money line parlays i've got i just i i love the browns this this week and i do think um i haven't heard much from like the sharper players out there of what they like what they think in this game but i do know that a lot of the public and a lot of people in this contest are probably going to fa- follow the narrative of baker at yeah. home against his former team so it's just another one of those alone, it has mm-hmm. to be on our list yeah, exactly. So it's just another one where we might get a leg up on the other contest players. Eric, what's your what's your next play? Uh, well, my next one, I don't know if this is strategically good or not, but I have a feeling you're going to like it. Buccaneers minus two and a half. Dallas is a big trouble on the offensive line. Tampa lost some guys, but replaced them admirably. Uh, so the run defense is still going to be there. And I'm not betting on Dak plus CD being enough to win this game or even get within a couple points. I'm sure you have a bunch of Tom Brady stats, so I don't even need to uh, bring those up. I don't need those to bet Tom Brady against the Cowboys. This is this is just pure gut, basically, historical knowledge. I'm not really looking at trends or anything else. This, this game comes, comes down to Tom Brady for me. So he's going to either, A, fall apart out there, look look lost, holding up four fingers and crying about Giselle, hoping that when she sees this, she's so broken up about things and he can't even perform on the field. And as a result, she flies home and runs into his arm or Tom Brady comes out of the tunnel, pissed off. And in his mind, the Dallas Cowboys organization is at fault for all of his problems. So he takes all that negative energy. He puts it through the Michael Jordan anger prism and turns it into pure sports greatness, torches the Cowboys for, I don't know, four touchdowns, no picks, and a convincing victory. It's his first game in Jerry World. Does that concern you? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I never bought the I, I don't buy this narrative that's being put out there about Giselle and Tom and their marriage. Because the whole thing that do, it doesn't make sense to me that something so personal like that, one of their inner circles would just be leaking. Like who's leaking that kind of information of between a husband and wife, like their own conversations about their own issues. I mean, it's been so buttoned up forever. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I think this is more of a speculation that the media is like, Oh, this is a good story that we can run with. So let's do it because people will buy into this. And I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Also, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, 
she's mad that he unretired without her blessing. First of all, I don't think that that <laughs> I don't think Tom would come back without her blessing. Like, <laughs> and also the whole retiring thing in in general. I think Tom wasn't ready to retire. I think it was a play because he was trying to get over to the Dolphins, as we've kind of found out now. So I don't think he was set to be done because I mean, hell his whole career, he's told us he wanted to play at age 45 and this is the season. All of a sudden he's going to retire uh, before, before the super bowl, you know, because he lost a game and and now he's done. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then when he came back, so let's say he did retire and then, you know, like was actually thinking about being done and then decided to come back. There's no way that he would have came back without the blessing of Giselle. And then second, if he didn't have the blessing of Giselle, why the hell, does she pick now to just freak out? Like, why wouldn't it have happened back in March or any time over the summer? You know, that yeah. th- those things just don't add up to me. So I think this is just a story that the media gets run with because Giselle's off in Costa Rica for who knows what she's doing over there. Right? <laughs> I mean, yep. it's like she's a supermodel. She's probably got gigs and stuff going on. Um, what it boils down to is Tom Brady, people talking about him. He's pissed. The only thing he knows how to do is go out there and be great. That's the biggest thing. Okay, so let's accept. Let's, let's even though I don't believe it. Let's accept, accept all the narrative that's out there. So J- Tom Brady's got his marriage, his family, his life in jeopardy here. Allegedly, allegedly, right? Now he knows he's got to make it worth it if he's going to play this game mm-hmm. of football. He's got to he make be, it worth it. He's got to make it worth it to show like, hey, look at I came back for this. It almost broke us up here, but I told you it was worth it. I told you I could do this. I told you I could do this at age 45. I told you I could win one more. Like if anything, there it gives him more motivation, right? Yeah. Like, and then with all the yeah, everyone's expecting, you know, they're counting Tom out. They're saying the Buccaneers, the Saints, people are saying the Saints are going to win the division, people. That is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So you're going to give Tom Brady more motivation? The hell have people not learned over the last 23 years what you need not to do to this guy? <laughs> it's like going into a battle, uh, a rap battle, and giving your all your 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 ammo to your opponent. Like, I mean, what the hell are you doing here? I mean, Jesus. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I didn't make it one of my plays just because um, the. Both these teams are having offensive line issues. I know the Cowboys are, but the Bucks are too. Yeah, the Bucks um, are too. Which that's the only thing that could throw off uh, just being in sync. But I think the da- Dallas Cowboys have lost uh, too much on defense as well. I think uh, God, one person I love in fantasy, and I know that he's low on everyone's draft. Um, I don't get it because I think if anything, he's a great flex player, but I mean, how can you not have Julio Jones on your team? I mean, yeah, he's probably going to be a big boomer bust, but I mean, if Julio came out and got two touchdowns, uh, in this game, I wouldn't be shocked at all. What if <laughs> this would be the to, game? What if he's just the new Gronk for yeah. Brady? Yeah. I mean, your 12th round, 14th round Julio Jones looks like the most brilliant pick you've ever made since Alvin Kamara in the last round. You know when he throws that first touchdown to Julio, it's gonna look so easy and effortless. People are gonna be like, "The hell, the hell, are we doing? Why? Why don't we I see thought. this before?" Him? Yeah, when exactly. he completed that twenty-yard pass to Julio in the preseason, I tweeted out, "And that's how easy Julio for twenty yards is probably gonna be all season." Yeah, he just runs a, runs a button hook, and the ball is right where he said it would be. Because even even Julio Jones at his age and injury history right now is still leagues above a majority of the 
wide receivers Tom Brady's used to throwing in his career. Yeah. You give me Julio <laughs> Jones versus anybody for a touchdown for a ball that's in the air, I'm taking Julio Jones. Exactly. Unless we're talking about yeah. like maybe Mo Alley Cox. That guy's just gigantic. <laughs> exactly. All right. Anything else on this game? Nope. That's all I got. All right. My next pick, my number two is listen, in this contest, there's gonna be times you just have to plug your nose and make a pick. It may stink. It may hurt. It may not be what you want to do. It may not feel good, but that's how you succeed in these contests and in just picking against the spread in the NFL. And I'm going to take the Steelers and now they're up to plus seven. I had them at plus six and a half, but now they're up to plus seven. Give me the Steelers. I know the Steelers don't know what the hell they're doing. They got Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. I understand. I get it. And I know the Bengals, they're coming off a Super Bowl. They're they're looking, you know, they're everyone's favorite. You got Joe Burrow out there. But listen, this is just one of those games that this is too many points. Too many points in a divisional game that that the Steelers somehow, some way are gonna find a way to keep this thing close. It's gonna look ugly. And also, I mean, hell, I like to fade teams that were in the Super Bowl to begin with. I mean, look at what happened to the Rams. Rams came out and looked like they were still, they just got off the freaking parade boat and decided to play a game. <laughs> like they're still celebrating their yeah. Super Bowl win. So this, the, the Bengals, who probably shouldn't have even been in the Super Bowl anyways, are coming off a loss. And we all know the Super Bowl hangover. I mean, I, I feel like the public is going to be hammering the Bengals because they're the you know public's darling favorite. And we're just going to get value here on the Steelers, which I think that defense could, could keep it close. Also, Burrow didn't play any of the preseason. Um, he didn't last year either, but he's also coming off of that appendicitis, so that was unexpected. And uh, I just think the rhythm and everything in week one is going to be thrown off. And you've got the Steelers, who are not used to getting their ass kicked, especially not by the Bengals, got their ass kicked two times last season. So I think, if anything, they're going to be extra motivated. They're going to be focused up of like, okay, what went wrong last season that they were able to carve us up, and they're going to make the proper adjustments. I'd be interested to see how many of the last 15 or 20 between these two teams have ended at more than six. Exactly. I don't think it's many, you know, a divisional grudge match is like um, the AFC North and the NFC West. I just always take the dog in those divisional matchups. It tends to work out because mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's so competitive and they, a lot of them just hate each other. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get why people are like, you know, Trubisky. I, ooh, like, you don't want you don't want any of that. And I get it. I, I I totally do. But this is just one of those ones that I'm like, I think the public's got this wrong, and I might even sprinkle a little bit on the money line for Pittsburgh. Might just be a week one upset. Yep. Yep. A little uh, a little Steelers uh, Texans money ooh, line. You're getting crazy there now. <laughs> <laughs> There was one more dog that we liked outright too. It's like a two and a half or a three. Oh, the uh, your Patriots. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh, maybe a Patriots Steelers. I like that. Ooh, like Patriots Steelers money line or, yeah. or Patriots Steelers Cleveland parlay. That will get you some serious Ooh, coin coming back your way. Yep. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> All right. What's um, your What's your final pick? My last one is the Homer pick. Packers minus. One and a half. Rogers six and zero in Week One games versus division opponents. Five and one against the spread. He's eleven and two against the spread versus divisional opponents in the first two weeks. Um, he was in the locker room talking about how these other NFC North teams keep saying every year that you know this is their year and 
quote, that hasn't really been the case during my time. So now he needs to go out and back that up. Um, Rogers touchdown to interception ratio versus Minnesota. Do you want to guess what that is? It's 56 to seven, the best ratio of any qualifying quarterback <laughs> against a single team in NFL history question is who's he throwing it to that's actually a great question because we won't see Adams obviously nor Lazard or possibly even Tanya and that's why it's far down the list but I do love Green Bay if Minnesota won this game it would be the it would make Kirk Cousins the first quarterback to beat Rodgers three times in a row I don't think Kirk's Ooh. doing that um Ooh, no 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 they're gonna be throwing it a lot though I do like Kirk over one and a half touchdowns they got Kevin O'Connell now coming from the Rams who threw it more inside the five last year than any other play caller. And he had the number one success rate on those throws. And then you hold that up against Minnesota who ran, I think inside the five, their success rate on runs was 21%. So they're probably looking to change their approach. Mm. So I see Kirk firing a lot of, uh, a lot of passes inside the red zone, but. Plus he has cook. He has a cook. He can dump it off to, you know, just like a quick. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Get cook out in the open field and let him make a play. I could see that. Just Rogers, LaFleur, extra time. They win 77%. Also, I, yeah, but I put up a stat. I don't oh, go ahead. It. You don't love it? Love it? Okay. I put up a, I put up a stat uh, yesterday that I saw. Rogers since 2008, has been uh, the best quarterback against the spread, covering uh, damn near 59% of his games in his career. Um, so I asked the question, are you going to be – Riding with Rodgers this season, or are you going to fade him? Because over his career, he's shown you he's going to win fifty nine percent of the time against the spread. Uh, I'd argue you, you you take him, especially when he's a dog, especially when everyone's like, ah, this is their chance to get him. It's just one of those like, no, a lot of buzz no. about Minnesota winning the North this year. He's going to want to shut that up. Yeah, you know what? Listen, every year everyone gets hyped up about Minnesota. I was, you know, I've I've fallen into that. I've fallen victim to that. And then guess what? They never freaking do it. Kirk Cousins never gets it done. So until they prove me wrong, until they can actually do something, I'm not taking Minnesota. All right. I'm gonna go with the old dog that, <laughs> that's done it before <laughs> and is probably gonna do it again. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I know it's a homer pick. Do you do you like the Packers Sunday? I love the Packers every week, all the time, from now until I'm dead. There it so, is. There it is. How can we not? That's why I'm broke. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I mean, it's against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely, I love them. That's another I, one I, where I know a lot of Sharps are going to be on the Vikings in this contest. I'm really excited to see our wide receiver core. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And also, people are pushing the narrative, too, that, uh, well, look at last season. Rodgers came out and laid an egg against the Saints. He's probably going to do that again. No, no. I mean, the odds of that happening two seasons in a row, if anything, he's going to learn from it. (laughs) Have you seen his new girlfriend? That's not happening. They've been doing witchcraft. Yeah. They've been to the Mayan mountains. They've done the the drugs, peyote drugs. And who knows what Joe Rogan has given him, you know? Oh, my God. It's (laughs) over. It's been over. Yep, he's on all those Joe Rogan alpha brain nutrients. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, my final pick. <clears throat> this is just one I I I love fading the public, and I don't know how the hell the public is so hyped up on the Saints as I hinted at earlier. But I'll take the Falcons plus five and a half. This number is probably going to keep climbing. Um, people 
one thing that I mean, you guys know this. We've talked about it. I, I follow certain things in the NFL that people don't follow. Like I, I really pay attention to offensive line. Um, it's not the sexy thing, but I think it helps you as a sports better, or just as a fan, just to know uh, what's going on offensive line. Another thing is salary cap. No one likes to deal with salary cap because it's a bunch of numbers. No one likes numbers. No one understands numbers. And no one understands salary cap. And I get that. But the Saints had the worst salary cap in the league this offseason. They were like $55 million over the cap. Yeah. Translation, they had a gut a lot of their roster. Now, there might not be the biggest names gone off that list, but what what they did have to get rid of is all the secondary people. And I don't mean second like in the secondary. I mean the people that are the backups, the fillers, the if someone goes down, who's coming in? They've got no one. <laughs> They've got nope. no one. And and trust me, I like James Winston. I actually think James Winston is going to be a great fantasy football quarterback this year. Um but, uh, I mean, you, you still have Jameis without Sean Payton there. Maybe the reason why Jameis was looking so good while he, you know, briefly was out there for the Saints is because of Sean Payton, because we know how good Sean Payton is with quarterbacks. Hell, he was about to team up with Tom Brady in Miami. So, listen, the 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 public and some some very respectable handicappers out there are drinking the Kool-Aid on the Saints, so much so that they think they're going to have a few steps huh you met a few sips, I've, I've yeah. had a few sips yeah 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 i just i don't see it and so i think both of these teams are terrible but uh you know you've got a divisional game and the saints are on the road and you're going to give me listen, i'm not saying the falcons are great either or that Mariota is going to be the savior to atlanta but it's just five and a half points give me the points with the falcons uh at home this is going to be an ugly game i actually like the over in this game i bet it early on at 41 and a half i think both teams are going to score and uh i think it's just going to come down to whoever has the ball last yeah classic divisional game take the points uh my only real concern is the atlanta offensive line ranked 31st by sharp football i'm a little it's worried not about not cam jordan demario <laughs> davis those mm-hmm. uh who's the kid they drafted a couple years ago i wanted the packers oh marcus davenport mm. um roadrunner out of utsa very good pass rusher they say he's going to be coming on this year but i don't know i'm interested to see what these teams are i think we'll see very different falcons and saints squads than we've seen in the past yeah yeah that's why i picked the i picked the points because i i think I don't know. I think defensively, the Saints aren't going to be what they were defensively. I think they've just lost too much. So I think uh, Atlanta is going to be able to move the ball. And yeah, I like obviously say, the, think I think the, the Saints are going to move. Yeah, yeah. The the starting eleven they roll out there is strong, but once you get to the bench, you're you have a lot of question marks there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm not that I wish for anyone to get injured, but we know week one injuries do happen. Uh, you know, as you start going at at live game speed, um, yeah. or people like, getting tired. Yep. Mike Thomas, who hasn't caught a ball in a competitive game since nobody had COVID, um, has a hamstring. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just the ankle. It's not also a hamstring. Yeah. And also, I mean, Jameis can push the ball and move the ball, but Jameis can also turn the ball over. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, usually turnovers lead to more points. And uh, obviously, you don't want to be turning. You can't be the Bills and turn the ball over four times and win the game by 21 points. Say, you can't do what the Bills did week in, week out, and st- expect to succeed. Okay, well, hey, we did it. We've talked all our plays out. Now, 
Eric, we got to pick five. I like it. And don't don't look at what I got locked in. I just got those locked in based off of uh, you know, where the lines were moving. I just wanted to make sure in case the line like if we got extra value on some of these. Um yeah. so let's just let's just go down the list. Are we in agreement with New England? That's my top play. Are you yep. are you comfortable making that a play? Okay. I like New England. Okay. Should we and I like I like your pick Baltimore, your number one pick, especially at six and a half. We go with Baltimore. Yeah, I like that. All right. What do you want for the next one? Well, of yours that I I love Cleveland, New England, and Pittsburgh. Atlanta and San Francisco, I'm so so on because of okay. uh various X factors. So we we could swap Baltimore in for one of those two. Okay, okay. So let's uh so the next Whichever one. Whichever one you like the least. We in agreement with uh, Cleveland then? I'm going to go with Cleveland? Yep. Cleveland. Of yours that I like, um, what was your three play again? Uh, let's see. I skipped around. Texans plus seven. Oh, that's right. Texans. So the two that I, I skipped But that's strategically on, bad. We don't want that. Yeah, that one in the Philly. The line is moving with Philly, and there's so much there. I, I do like your Tampa Bay and your Green Bay play. Which one do you like the best out of Tampa Bay or Green Bay? Tampa. Tampa. Okay. Hey, we're going to have, I mean, we're going to have this thing streamlined. This is going to be, I'm so excited about this podcast. Like this is probably (laughs) stuff you say in the beginning, but I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome. Getting up early, talking football. I promise I'll be more awake next week. And then let's go. I'm just looking at value and where we can fade the public. Let's take Pitt for our final pick. Hmm? Yeah, for sure. I'll take Pitt because there is a little bit too much unknown with Atlanta and whatnot. I think it's a good play, but uh, I like Pitt better because especially at plus seven. So let's lock those in right now. So we've got um, we've got Cleveland at Pickham. We got uh, New England at plus three and a half. Now, people, these might not be official. I mean, they're official right now, but things can happen over today and before kickoff tomorrow and lines can move. And if we decide to change it, we can change it. <laughs> so I, I don't want to say that like this is it probably is official of what we're doing here, but um, things happen and we would be dumb not to change these if something some news broke. Right. Or the line moved yeah. to something too juicy for us. All right. So. Um, so, OK, so we got Cleveland. New England plus three and a half, Pittsburgh plus seven. We are going to go with uh, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. And I think that's sharp too, because I think a lot of sharps in this contest are going to take the Cowboys. And then we also are going to go, um, what's the last one? Baltimore. Baltimore minus six and a half. I mean, that, Eric, I don't, I don't see how that doesn't, doesn't. How do we go not go five, five and oh? Yeah. I mean, how do we not lay a parlay on all five of these? <laughs> I've already done it. <laughs> you hit one of those, and it'll pay for all of the rest of them for all season. So exactly that way. You got to put on exactly. the degenerate glasses and look at it through that lens. <laughs> I'm just over here paying my mortgage. Thanks, boys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so we got so we got, one more time. We got Baltimore minus six and a half. Cleveland Pickham Patriots plus three and a half. That's the steal of the day. I swear. Uh, Pittsburgh plus seven and then uh Buccaneers minus two and a half. God, that looks beautiful. That looks everything about it. Fellas, fellas, football's back, baby. The NFL's back. This is this is the best time. 
We got <laughs> games kicking off tomorrow. We got Henderson in the twelfth. God, it feels good. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of us, dude. We we were just barely above an hour here. I mean, we we uh we we kept this. I for us, I think that, that kept it nice and tight. I, I think I think we had some good nuggets in there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. We will leave us feedback. Comment on here. Leave us feedback. Do you want us to do this live? I wasn't going to do this live and then decided to say, screw it. Let's do it live. Uh, do you want videos? Do you like this? Um, I know it's early, which is probably why we have zero engagement in talking mm-hmm. to us while we're doing this. Um, but uh, what do you think of our picks? Where are we wrong? Where are we right? Uh, comment below. Also, follow us. You can go. I will tag everything. Um, all the boys over at Patriot Sports Radio. I will tag all their handles and everything in the in the description of this video. This will be out on podcast format, not only oh, here on Game On, but also with Patriot Sports Radio. They will be putting it out too. We know how Chris is with producing stuff. He's a wizard, and he does a great job. And we're gonna we'll have uh, Chris. We're gonna have the uh, uh, the cover for this here soon, right? The the little thumbnail. Absolutely. It'll cover Ooh. our intro, outro. It'll be legit. I'll Ooh. get it all scored away. Ooh, beautiful. And also, I wanted to show you guys this too. You guys plus, plus the audience. I want to show you guys something. Not only do you need to be following us on all that stuff, but I'm telling you, if you want the best free stuff that you can get, you need to go over to gameon.locals.com. You get everything over there that I'm on, all the stuff. I've got daily live chats, but look at this. This is something that I'm doing this year. I'm doing these little I call them NFL report cards each week. What am I doing? I'm just throwing down all my thoughts, stuff that I'm going to talk to you about on the podcast stream, stuff like that. But you're going to get it first in the in the little article format here. So look at this. Look how much time I've put into this. So first off, I start off with a little intro, tell you how, tell you what's going on. Here's the games. I just throw the games and I give my initial opinion on, on all the games. And I throw in some stats right here. Like look at New England, Miami, division dogs over the last six years are 29 uh i well that's a typo it's 29 11 and 11 against the spread in week one <laughs> mess that one up um but that's something I, I forgot to even mention here on this pod so that's why you want to be over here like atlanta t- even more yeah division opponents uh, uh division dogs over the last six years are 29 and 11 against the spread in week one new head coaches win 44 percent of the time in their first game i throw in some little nuggets right here for you guys but then not only do you get my opinion on all the games, here's all my plays. Here's my straight Ooh. plays that I'm on. Yeah. Here's my teaser plays, and I explain what teasers are for you. And I'm about uh, yeah. all those teasers. You're good at and those. I am, except for the Rams really screwed me on several of these. That's why you see the mixed out there. But look at transparent. I do not lie to you guys. So there it is. Uh, parlays that I'm on. And then look at, I even got articles and betting information for you guys. So you can go read up on this and make your own decisions and make your own picks. And then what I'm going to be what one-stop shop. Yeah. One-stop shop. And then if you're a member, which only costs $2 uh, a month to be a a supporter of the locals page, I make 95% of everything free, but if you're a member, you can get what I like for my super contest picks. And then I'm going to also add now that we've locked in ours, I'll add them uh, here on the super contest picks. So that's what you get. Look, I mean, look how much time I put into this and you get all that for free. All you got to do is just sign up at gameon.locals.com people. I mean, you can't afford not to honestly, you can't, you can't anyways. That was a great first episode. Great first episode. Um, every week, Saturday morning, be here, get up early with us, take your five hour energy shots or your coffee or cocaine or whatever you need. Get up and let's, let's talk some sports, uh, some football on, on, uh, Saturday mornings. Uh, gentlemen, 
you got anything you want to you want to end on um no i i would just like to let the people know how super easy it is to sign up for gameon.locals.com boom it is it is also you guys have a website too that i will be tagging in these videos and in the podcast so you guys got it what's what's your site again patriotsportsnow.com the greatest website in the whole wide world boom we got a we got a forum over there we got blogs you can comment how, on. how much how much does it cost to go over there zero dollars per year Ooh, a whole year for free another that's free a promotional resource. price the first year the next three years are also free <laughs> that is awesome. you guys can also join us on sleeper patriot squad sleeper patriot squad yep. there we are we'll okay. tweet that out and and uh pin it for the weekend perfect perfect and uh i i have a feeling next week we're gonna have a lot more people in the chat um i will do a better job of promoting this but we got the first one underway out of the way thank you everyone good luck betting this week um hopefully uh you take our advice on some of these picks and win some money and uh hopefully we'll be we'll be back here five and oh next week and uh looking to win that quarterly prize of uh five thousand dollars i bet i i i calculated it out basically to win that quarterly prize to have the best record you probably got to go 18 and 2 for the first four weeks i mean we could do that yeah i think i think we got it i mean we're gonna start off five and oh so absolutely anyways you beautiful degenerates we will talk to you next week later thanks for listening to the football super podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes In the meantime, connect with the guys and keep up with the show at PatriotSportsNow.com and GameOn.Locals.com. Until next time.